This ain't no country club neither. This is RBA. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, it's been so long. I know, we're finally back after a long Christmas It feels Christmas like it's break. been forever. It has, but you are listening to... Oh la la, in the dungeon. Just want to let you guys know what we're doing tonight. Um, We'll be talking about all the fun we've been having on our break. Um, We have an amazing guest, surprise guest. Yay! We're enjoying some of her wares right now. Um, What else are we doing? Uh, of course, we have our Drop It On Us Big Daddy segment. Oh, and I'm, I'm going to talk about some teetotaling today. Oh, Ooh. I wonder why. <laughs> um, and then we're going to talk about a great r- local Richmond band that we have seen several times. And some restaurant recommendations as well. So stay tuned for all. <laughs> Um, what have you been up to, Olivia? We've done a lot of stuff together. It feels like a big blur. It's literally been over a month since the last podcast, but we celebrated Christmas. I went to upstate New York, as usual, on Seneca Lake, and I spent most of my time with my mom, and I was cooking and listening to Christmas music and wine tasting, (laughs) but then when I came back to Richmond, I was ready to party, so I saw Liz and Matt. Of course, my family here, and we went to Southern Railway Tap House for New Year's Eve. Uh, We were the oldest people there, but we really enjoyed the dancing (laughs) and the music. And uh, shout out to the DJ, DJ Jay Woods. He was great. He was really good. The song selections were really good. Yeah. It was one hit after another. He got me dancing. (laughs) Everyone was looking at me, but... No one else knew the music. No, I'm just kidding. It was... (laughs) You were in diapers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, oh my gosh, Liz and I watched the craziest, trippiest movie ever. It's called Enter the Void. Yes, it was. (laughs) My mind is blown. It's all about what happens when you die and what happens in the afterlife after you die, which is really really bizarre in the movie um and then i learned that the lead actor in enter the void nathaniel brown is actually from richmond what a coinky and it was his first and only film but i I know and we need to figure out which high school you went to oh yeah i can figure that out i mean one one more thing i wanted to mention liz and i are this is kind of a lie participating in dry january we did mess up a little bit last weekend but we're back on course it's a damp January. Yeah, a little bit damp, just a tiny bit. Uh, but my resting heart rate is getting better from it. So I thought that was pretty neat. Yes. Um, yep. Done a lot with Olivia, as she said. Uh, had Christmas with the fam. Enjoyed staying over at my mom's for a couple nights. Then actually having my dad in town after years on the West Coast was wonderful. Um, we are looking to adopt a kitty. Yeah. More specifically, an orange male. Yes, an orange male kitty to frolic with Boudreaux. Is he single? Because rumor is they're the friendliest. That's what we hear. Black My mom fight. has, I know, well, we would take whatever, but um, there is one named Rocky Mountain High that mm-hmm. hopefully we will be adopting when he becomes available. Reminds me of a John Denver song. I know. He well, was born. I think we're going to change the name to Sir Ham's a lot and call him Hammy. Oh, that's 
that's cute. If it fits when we when we see him, you know, you have to see your child before you can really decide yeah. on a name. Um, we went to a really nice oyster roast out in Mannequin Sabbath. Um, that's where many of us slid off of the dry <laughs> January train. It was Alejandro, our good friend's 40th birthday. So I it mean, was for a good cause. It was. We livened up the party. <laughs> you can say that, uh, I suppose. Um, and then Matt and I have been going to a lot of U of R basketball games, and they have all been nail biters. Oh, my gosh. Oh. They're, they have been playing exceptionally. That's all I got to say. And they've, they've been winning every game we've been going to. I know. Well, in their division, the Atlantic 10, I believe they are in third right now. Maybe second. I don't I, know. It don't could be second. Yeah. On that, but they've won seven games in a row. So, woohoo. Go Spiders, even That's though spider I'm a Ram. Life. That's Spider Life. <laughs> I know. I told my dad, I was like, what's going to happen when I go to the VCU game? Because I went to VCU, but uh, you went to U of R. I don't know. It'll be a battle of wills. Battle of the the children and fathers. Anyway, that about wraps that up. I would love to now introduce our esteemed guests. Cue the classical music. (laughs) And the clapping. She's very classy. (laughs) Please give a warm welcome to Fumi Moli. I know I just butchered that. No, that's absolutely fine. Really? Okay. Um, Hailing from London. In the UK, if you guys didn't know that, get out your geometry books. Um, she worked in the luxury industry for over 20 years, including Harrods, ooh, um, where she got to experience an exquisite afternoon tea. The seed was then planted. The whole concept started when Fumi, her husband, and kids moved to Virginia in June of 2020. As they were getting settled and as a way to entertain people, she started hosting British afternoon teas for friends in their home, and she would call them mummy and me teas. I should say that in a British accent. Mummy and me teas. <laughs> um, more and more requests kept coming for larger events. Encouraged by her friends, she decided to start a quintessential British afternoon tea company with a twist, bringing the experience to your home or location of choice. Thus, Fumi's Royal Tea was born. Yay! Yay. And I know you had more in your bio, but we will be digging into that with some probing interview questions. (laughs) Everyone get their probes. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Thank Thank you for coming. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. (laughs) I wish we were videoing because we do have a lot of content. We took a lot of pictures. Some video we'll be posting. Prim and proper today. That's right. I have my pinky out and I'm sipping some delicious orange blossom tea. What are you guys having? I have the blue, the blue lady. lady. That's me today. And I'm having a delicious white tea. Oh, it matches your (laughs) ambiance. Okay, um, can I ask the first question? Of course, darling. Go ahead. Um, so are you, we know you're not from Richmond, uh, and we were talking, can you explain to us like how you came to London? Cause okay. I think it's super interesting. Okay, sure. Um, how we came to London? Oh, my husband is originally from Richmond actually. So we met in London and, um, so we got married there and we were married for nine years before we moved here. 
And so he wanted to move back and be closer to family. And so that's how we came to look, um, to Richmond here. Originally, I actually wanted to go to California, but I convinced him otherwise. So I was like, I'm not going to California <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he doesn't have any family there. So I was like, why would we go? So, yeah. And you're yeah. Ori- originally from Nigeria, right? Yes, I'm originally from Nigeria. I was born in Nigeria and my family emigrated to London. Um, that's when I was seven years old. So I've basically gr- grown up in London all my life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, uh, my brothers and sisters were born in London as well. So, yeah. So do you ever go back to Nigeria at all? Or um, The last time I went was back in mm, 2018 for my friend's wedding. She oh. had moved back from London to Nigeria, so I went for her wedding. Um, but that's the last time. But I haven't been back since. I've um, What we're trying to do is go back to London now every two years. So we are going this year. Oh, nice. I'm like, looking forward to it. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said you moved here in 2020. Mm-hmm. So how did COVID impact like oh even starting this oh idea? You know, Worse, or... don't ever move internationally <laughs> anywhere in the middle of a pandemic. The worst thing. But luckily, what was good was a lot of people were supportive of us in terms of moving. Everything worked out. Um, because I was applying for my visa way before the p- pandemic happened, my green card. And I actually got my green card physically stamped on my passport and my passport back to my house two days before lockdown happened in the UK. Oh, wow. Because if I hadn't gotten it back, I would not be going anywhere. <laughs> they would have kept it. So I was super lucky. And then when my husband was applying for a job, he didn't realize there was a hiring freeze. So, okay, oh we're moving. God. There's no job. There's nothing. We end up moving anyway. But when we did move, um, luckily his parents had a, um, a property that we could stay at. So we were able to stay there rent free until we were able to afford a property of our own to buy. And then my husband managed to get a job within two weeks of us landing. Oh, wow. Here. So everything worked out fine. Although it was in the midst of the chaos, it did work out fine. So, but wow. just don't move in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> well, hopefully we won't see another one. <laughs> yes. Like, hopefully. I mean, they seem to only happen every hundred years or so. So <laughs> I don't want to be around for the next one. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Please. Bring it on. <laughs> um, so how did working at Harrods and maybe you can give a little background to our listeners too, like about Harrods. I mean, I've been, I know it's like the quintessential, like it's the full experience going in and seeing like a classic store where you can, you know, have your tea there and Mm. do shopping and all that experience. So, Oh gosh. Um, So the company I worked for is based inside Harrods. So the company I worked for was actually a very British company called Smithsons. And they um, they have the royal warrants, so they actually um, sell goods. That means you sell goods to the royal family, and they oh. buy exclusively from you. And that means, and they will have their warrants on their um, what's it called, their um, name as well as an advertising thing. So um, our company was based inside Harrods, and in Harrods, oh, God, it's changed so much. I feel like it's become so much more luxurious than it was than it was before. So working in there was a different experience altogether because the clientele that you get, you get, you have people that will spend easily $16,000 on a handbag because yeah. they can. 
And that's the kind of clientele you we dealt with all the time. So um, I've served celebrities, um, royal family members. I, I was going to ask that. <laughs> I have. Um, so the one of the British royals that I served was, um, I can't remember her name. I think she's married to Andrew or one of the other brothers, the um, Charles, one of Charles's brothers. But um, Oh, like Fergie? No, not Fergie. So... The um, other one. The other brother, the younger brother. Okay. So she, I, I served no her. No one cares about him. <laughs> <laughs> because no one really knows him. <laughs> so I've served him, but I also served the Queen of Norway. Oh, wow. She did a special order with me, and I had to meet her quite a few times to wow. go through. She had, um, um, she wanted a spectacle case that no one makes. So we actually exclusively made it for her and put a royal emblem on it for her. Oh, and it was weird. I had to. I was like, "Do I curtsy? Do I bow? What do I do?" So um, I, I met her in Harrods. But I've, you've met a lot of celebrities. In terms of the restaurants, the where I had my afternoon tea was oh was the um, was one of their biggest. One. They have several, like maybe forty restaurants in this building. So one of the biggest one and one of the fanciest one in terms of there's marble everywhere, and. Um, and I think if you go to a hotel like maybe the Four Seasons or the Ritz, it's even more exclusive than that. So that's where I went. I took my mother-in-law and my father-in-law there oh my with my God. husband. Wow. So we went there to have tea. And it, with their afternoon tea, you are continuously fed until you tell them to stop. <laughs> because, and you think, oh, it's just a little sandwich, just right. a little cake, I'll be fine. But no, they, because they keep on, it's like, do you want more? And then you, they, you, um, you can choose so many different teas that you want as well. So that's, it's just amazing. Yeah, that's uh, good. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> Me too. Um, so then you parlayed that what you saw. Yeah. Because yeah. when you were at Harrods, did you actually work in one of the tiers or no? You no, just, no, no. I just well, had yeah, the I, okay. I had the experience there. And also, to be fair, when I was in London and even before I had afternoon tea experience, I never liked tea because before it was just tea bags. And I was like, it tastes horrible. I don't, yeah. want, I don't want tea. I was hot chocolate or nothing at all. <laughs> and then I had afternoon tea in a different hotel with my friends for her birthday. I was like, you can have different types of tea. It actually tastes nice. I didn't know this. So that was in my mind. I was thinking, this is so amazing. So when we came here, and because I don't drink coffee anyway. And so I thought, oh, I want to, I love entertaining people. I love hosting. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do fun things for my friends who are, um, maybe they're off work for the day or they have time because I wasn't working at the time. And so I thought this would be an interesting thing to do. And they could bring their kids over and they can entertain my child as well. So we, um, so I'll do, I'll do the whole setup of the three tier and do everything. And they weren't expecting it because I didn't tell them what they were expecting. I just told them to come. <laughs> and then I gave them the British afternoon tea and I made the scones myself. Oh, I wow. made, and I actually made a clot of cream myself, which Ooh. takes time to make, but I actually made that myself. And so good. Yeah. So the more I did them is how, I got into it afterwards. Yeah. That segues perfectly into my next question. Okay, so what it what exactly is afternoon tea and why um is it not like nighttime or morning? Can you tell us some history? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. So afternoon tea was actually started by the Duchess, um, a Duchess in um in, in the UK called Anna. She was the seventh Duch seventh Duchess of Bedford. And 
at that time, they didn't have an afternoon meal. They had breakfast and dinner, and that's because they had a late breakfast and a late dinner before they went to Hyde Park to party or whatever they wanted to do. So they had nothing in between. So she thought, oh, I'm a bit peckish. What can I do? So she just started hosting these teas, and then she'll have sandwiches, scones, and everything, and it will be for the upper class at that time. So that was afternoon tea, and the way they did afternoon tea was you'd just be sitting on your couch or lounging in the garden. It wasn't anything too formal, but the setup was really fancy as well. Now, the middle class or the working class would have afternoon tea, but they would have... So that so their afternoon tea was more in the runabout four o'clock or three o'clock because it was for the afternoon to break up that time sure. when they haven't eaten. Mm-hmm. And then the... Um, so the middle class or the working class will have their tea, afternoon tea, run about 5 p.m. after they finished work because obviously they were working, they didn't have time to lounge around. So they have, but their one was more of a meal. So they'll have pies, they'll have soup, they'll have warm oh, okay. things, not sandwiches and scones. Um, so they will have um, cheeses, anything that was more filling for their evening. And they will have that, like we are sitting around a table, table. with chairs. And their one was actually named high tea because oh. you're on a high back chair and you're sitting high back rather than lower ground. Oh. So there is a difference between high tea and afternoon tea. They're two completely different things. One is actually a meal, high tea, and afternoon tea is what you have experienced, the scones, the sandwiches, the three-tier sure. thing. So there's, that's the two differences between the um, one. But I think over the years... People have just started mixing the two, calling them exactly the same thing. So in the UK, although they know that people are talking about afternoon tea, they call it high tea anyway, because they know that internationally, a lot of tourists will call it high tea, meaning afternoon tea. And high tea sounds like royal, which is weird that it's the opposite. It is. That's what I used to think until I read about it. I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was two completely different things. Yeah. But once you know the history about it, yeah. Mm -hmm. But today, with the hotels or any restaurant that offer afternoon tea, they know what you mean when you say, can I have high tea? So do blue-collar workers, though, still do the meal like that? Or is it different now with, like, no, modern times? With, you know? mo- with modern times, you just have breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner. Okay. It's just it's just normal now. And this was just something that got introduced at that time. And this was um, back in, um, what, the... Oh, I can't remember. I think it was back in the early, maybe 1800s, 1700s. Okay. So it's not something... It developed over time to something else. Yeah. And was it basic then, like, with one type of tea or was it tons of different teas so at that time the british have um because they had so many they had there was a british big um empire so they did have a lot of tea um yeah like farms around the world company or whatever yeah yes exactly so they would have imported a lot of tea so they would be having different types of tea not just your standard okay but then i assume the working class had like earl grey no, oh, oh, no, yeah. it's probably, they will probably have access, to, but it's more the quality of tea. Oh, okay. So like, um, with any tea, it's the quality that you get. So they'll probably get the same type of tea, but the quality will probably be different. Gotcha. So um, the, the upper class may, uh, may have had um, um, access to a variety of quality tea. Okay. And then as you process, the, 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 um, one, one thing that you've um, got to understand about tea, the more you process it, the more it loses its quality and its... Um, 
it's um, tannins, the flavors that you feel mm-hmm. and see in the and the color as well in the teas. So they probably had access to the other teas as well, but it would just be a, of a poorer quality. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So like grocery store tea, is that not that great a quality? Oh gosh, don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's so, basically the worst quality. It, yeah. it, because, okay, the idea of the tea bag, that's, I think that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. So the idea of the tea bag came, actually, the Americans invented a tea bag. Of course, of we course. ruined yeah. everything. You did it, you did it. <laughs> she, <laughs> gross. Out of convenience. <laughs> it was out of convenience because at that time, what I, um, how I made your tea right now, you, you saw that we had a strainers and you had to strain it and you had to let it steep um, wait a few more minutes before you could actually drink your tea. And I messed up and I have a bunch of tea in my cup. <laughs> <laughs> you should have used a strainer. I'm an American. <laughs> So at that time, it's taking too long to do all of this. So they will have, have you ever seen those tea eggs or the infusers? Yeah, so they'll put mm-hmm. the loose leaf tea in there and then put it in the cup. And that's the easy way of, um, you know, getting your tea mm-hmm. quicker. You still had to let it steep for a little bit, though. We have one so. of those, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we have one where you put it on top of the coffee mug, and you just put the um, the loose leaf the tea loose in leaf it. Tea yeah. Inside. Like that. yeah. 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 So in that time, they used to have um, the eggs or the um, so you can actually put a lock in. It's like a tea bag. But oh, it's, okay. not, it's a metal mm-hmm. one, right? And then you put the dunk it okay, inside yeah, your tea. I've, yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. So even that, that was a bit. So this was we're talking about the 19th century now so every um so like the industrial revolution yes. so like they, want they want something quicker and convenient yeah. mm-hmm. so at that time um, a, um an american called thomas sullivan okay so thomas sullivan back in 1908 decided okay let's put loose leaf tea into um wrap it in a, a bag that we can so it's still loose leaf tea not the pounded powder that you um, experience now <laughs> which is not and then we can still dunk the tea and it'll give us the flavor that we wanted again they thought it takes still takes too long so they started crushing it and pulverizing oh it it was gosh. more for convenience wow. that will release the flavor quicker and then you have your tea instantly instead of waiting for it mm-hmm. the problem with that is like if you're into wine which I don't really drink wine. But I love wine. If you're, if you're love into wine. wine, you know when you have too strong of a flavor, if it's too strong or if it's too weak or anything. So what that does, it gives you the instant flavor too quickly, but not the quality yeah. of the tea. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what you're tasting is not the pure, the, the, especially when you taste the white yes, tea, it was yeah. completely different. So you're not tasting the purity of the tea because when you have loose leaf tea, it releases the tannins slowly rather than instantly. So you can rebrew it as much times as I've you want. I've always been told the slower things go, the better quality it is. It like is. Like and, a stew. Yeah. Yes. Like cooking yeah. hours. Really or... like slowly so, throughout the day. So um, going on to powder, what, what do you think about matcha tea? It's like a, a green tea that's been you know, pretty much in a powder form. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. I haven't actually you haven't tasted tried that. It? No, okay. I haven't tried it because I'm into the leaves. Mm-hmm. So I haven't tried that yet. But I need to try that. But I haven't, I've seen that. So, but that, I haven't, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I know that's really, matcha's having a moment. <laughs> okay, no, I've tried that. I haven't, tr- I haven't tried that yet. But, um, so that, that is the thing about tea bags, essentially. So when you're having, so I would suggest you try maybe if you like Earl Grey, 
you try the Earl Grey in a tea bag and you try Earl Grey loose leaf and see the difference in, in terms of what you think. I'm yeah. sure I'll like the, <laughs> the slower cook. Yeah, I mean, we've switched to mainly loose leaf, except I can't find that lemon that I love. But I'm going to try what you said. I'm going to find it for you and place. send it to you. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, I love it. I just love how bright it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll find that, send it to you. So send it over to you. Yeah, you definitely have that. Um, this is like an out of the blue question, mm-hmm. but do you have any like funny or crazy stories about uh, serving tea time with to, to what do you call it? Like your or clients? Or like funny faux pas that have occurred. Mm. Like did something break or were, was a kid being crazy or something? Okay, so I've broken about two teapots myself. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I've broken items. <laughs> funny thing oh I think when I was explaining something and about boiling point I said 280 I was like boiling point is 212 (laughs) (laughs) so I was like oh my gosh my husband reminded me like boiling point is 212 not 280 and this is my big explanation that's the only faux pas I've had so far um anything else oh no I don't know whether I should say it you shouldn't say it this is the podcast okay so this is my um so this was my mother-in-law's tea party and I organized Uh -uh. it for her and the people that came I know them as well so and so one of the um one of my teas which is called um Assam one of the teas but it's organic Assam okay and she kept on saying organic Assam what does that say <laughs> exactly exactly I was like stop it and what she got into my head I was like okay I'm gonna have to reword that on my thing so you don't right? say that <laughs> I was like so That's yeah nice. that That's was cute but her kids were also there I was like what are you saying <laughs> this is not British <laughs> So does your husband work a lot of the events with you? Only if I need him to. So if if there's so the last event you um, you saw him at, um, he helped me with that one. But if only if I need him to. So otherwise we'll watch the kids. (laughs) Um, Why don't you get into like kind of what's included in your typical setup? Like if I called you and said, I want to have a tea party like for adults right now. Let's do adults first. Okay. So for adults, so what you normally have is a choice of um, probably five teas, depending on how large your event is. Mm -hmm. So I cater for up to to 20 people, but I can do more, but I'll probably need more notice for that. So it will be a choice of teas. Then you've got a variety of sandwiches. So I actually have a menu that you can look at online. So you have a variety of sandwiches from salmon, egg, ham, chicken, veg, vegetarian and vegan. Mm -hmm. And then you'll have a variety of cakes you can choose from, pastries, fruit, as well as your standard classic British scone. So you can either have that with raisin or you can have it with um, just plain. And then you, the, with the scone automatically comes clotted cream and jam as well. And What's which do you clotted? put on first? Ah. <laughs> I, I do want to know, what is clotted cream? Clotted cream is basically heavy cream that's... Um, so how do I do it? So um, it's heavy cream, which is hard to find actually heavy cream. And then you leave it in a, in a low temperature in the oven for about 24, maybe not 24 hours, 11 hours, 12 hours, basically. 12 hours in the oven at the lowest temperature you can get in your oven. And it's that layer on top 
that hard layer on top of the cream so that fat but then you let it sit for a while put it back in the fridge for another 12 hours oh then you scrape it off and that is your clotted cream and what, what does it taste like it is it's not buttery but it's kind of it's got it's very creamy and it's very sweet but it's not Almost that sweet like a it's a weird mix between cream and like Greek yogurt. Yeah, yeah. but it's a bit thicker. It's a bit thicker yeah. than that. So that it's really it's yummy. really if you when you make it yourself, it's so much much better than when you when you buy it, obviously. But it tastes so good, and that's basically the biggest thing for when you have a scone, you have your clotted oh, cream. No. It's standard. You just have to have your clotted cream. I have to have a real tea time. <laughs> yes, and there's a big debate on do you put the clotted cream on first or the jam? Oh. I'm of the clotted cream. And so am I. Oh, I love man. the clotted cream first. <laughs> <laughs> it is a big debate. Um, so um, I think it's between Devonshire and Cornwall. Okay. So Cornwall, they, they, they claim they had the first ever clotted um, um, scone and um, clotted cream because their, um, the Earl of Devon um, was the, in the 11th century was the first one to introduce bread with your clotted cream and your jam and stuff and then that became a scone and so but they say the reason why you have the clotted cream first is like how you have bread and butter you butter your bread first and then you add the other topping on mm, top makes sense right? that makes, that sense makes perfect me. sense <laughs> however <laughs> In Devonshire, they say, well, because the scone is warm, because it's usually served warm, if you add the clotted cream first, it may melt. So you add the jam first to protect the scone and then add the clotted cream on top and then the, um, the clotted cream doesn't melt. That does so kind of make sense. That too. does also make sense. I so they are very... <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree as well. <laughs> you're gonna put the other top on top but yeah. then again it's how you eat it so if you only eat one piece you don't eat it like a sandwich then that makes perfect sense so there was a big <laughs> big big uproar <laughs> uproar it happened in um Landrake hall house in cornwall and um basically what happened was there was a picture of the jam first then clotted cream no, no, no. This is, sorry, I, I mixed it up. It was Devon, Devonshire had the clotted cream first and the jam. Cornwall have it the other way around, okay. jam first. So in Cornwall, in a fancy hotel, which had VIP clients and it was very exclusive, they had a Mother's Day event and someone had posted a picture of the <laughs> clotted cream first. <laughs> And then the jam. Oh there was gosh. a big, I'm not joking, there was a big uproar and people were threatening oh my gosh. to take away their membership and avoid wow. the club completely. They're oh very serious God. about it. They that. were very wow. serious about it. To the point where the person who ever posted it got reprimanded. I don't know whether they got fired. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then they had to create little badges with a hashtag jam first oh my god and they made a public apology in the newspapers so it is very important whether you go to when you go to devonshire that you make sure you eat it the right way it's illegal it's illegal well i'm gonna start posting pictures and say hashtag cream first I think I should do that stuff. Cream fast. Right? But even the celebrities in the UK, they have that debate. They have that's that debate. Funny. It's like, no, that's you funny. can't have it that way. You have to have it this way. Like, but the late queen, she used to have the clotted cream first. Oh. 
See, she does everything Basically, right, we're yeah. royalties. No, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. She <gasps> had a jam first. Sorry, I'm reading wrong. She had a jam first oh, and clotted cream. My. Sorry. So, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to uproar. I bet Harry does it our way. <laughs> God. Since he's excommunicated. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, what is your favorite kind of tea and why? So, my favorite teas at the moment, I have a Duchess Grey which is actually an American tea, which I found here. Um, I went to um, an afternoon tea place here and um, they were served. I was like, this is really nice. And that was the first tea I've ever had without any sugar or milk. That's how good it was. I was like, oh my gosh, okay. And then it would be Lady, all the greys, Lady Grey and um, Earl Grey, because I think they all have the same distinct, is it bergamot? taste mm-hmm. and smell they all have this mm-hmm. although um lady gray has it's a little bit more citrusy okay. so that sounds yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that would that would be my favorite teas and i have tons of them in the house yeah that's cool how have you i see books here but mm-hmm. like is it just been doing tons of research over time um and where do you pull from like mainly getting books or online you know yeah. so when I first started, one of the advice I got given was, if you're going to do this, know your stuff and know it well, because people are going to ask you questions, because what will make you different from anybody else, sure. which makes sense. So I started reading. One of the things, um, books I got was The Tea Sommelier, and it's, actually, and it's a step-by-step guide. And this actually really helped me to know how to brew tea correctly, like how I showed you, you need to have a, each tea comes at different temperatures, mm-hmm. and you have to have the filtered water, and you have... To, all of the things that you need for tea, this explains it really well and the reasons why. And so this is really, this book has really helped me to understand tea better in terms of um, brewing the tea and the equipment that I would need. Then the others were more about the different types of tea that they are. So you've got the tea enthusiast handbook and this tells you all the different categories of tea, the history of the tea and um, what you should expect from when you brew a tea as well. And the same thing with the... Harney and Sons. Yeah. So pretty. Harney and Sons, yeah. Which we have some of their tea. Yeah, Yeah, and I noticed that you do have some of their tea. So they have very good, quick guide to tea. Basically the same. This one has more good technical information in terms of um, steeping time, brewing times, and colors that you see and this one's good for history and where tea comes from actually um any crazy interesting fact about a certain tea that stands out or that is surprising so oolong tea is actually a it's called it stands for dragon tea Mm -hmm. because apparently the way it's rolled up and shaped looks kind of like a dragon so I thought, that's very oh, interesting. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's that's really cool. So um, oolong tea will be your, it's very interesting. And it has the, although it's, um, it has um, quite a bit of caffeine in it, not as much as black tea, it does have some health properties, but it depends on the type of oolong tea you choose. There's so many as well. And it's, um, because it's done over like um, wood, and a fire coal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You get that smoky, sometimes you get that smoky, strong taste in flavor. flavor in it as well. 
Yeah. Interesting. This yeah. is a random question. Mm-hmm. I learned about that tea needs different times to steep from mm-hmm. Tivana. Have you ever oh. been to Tivana, like at the mall? They like give no, you. A, no, no, no. I don't know if they still have them. Do they still have Tivanas? I haven't been to a mall yeah. in like a year. I don't yeah. really I mean, go to malls very often. Back in the, back in the college days. I'm they from had Hobbs. one at Short Pump. Oh, I know, did? they did. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's really nice to go. They have uh, chai tea, which I love. And what is chai tea? Do you know? Chai tea is basically you're saying milk tea. You're just saying tea tea. Tea it's just, tea. <laughs> <laughs> basically tea tea. Yeah. I'm familiar. <laughs> so no, so chai latte is basically, you know when they say chai latte is like milk tea. You're basically oh. saying tea tea. It's, a, it's another language. I think it's... Um, I'm not sure. It's like Indian. Indi- is it Indian or um, I'm not sure which one it is, but it is basically you're saying tea tea. Because it's so, um, <laughs> it tastes kind of, not, not a hot chocolatey, but it has like that kind of like warm holiday feeling when you drink it. Yes. And it also depends on which kind of chai tea you get, because I suppose the chai tea you've been introduced to does have that kind of holiday feel, but you can get different types of chai tea I as didn't well. I not know that either. You can you get tea there's vast thousands of them and if you think about they brewed in they're made in so many different countries india china egypt africa japan all over the world here as well and because of the country and the topography of the country you'll get green tea that tastes completely different in different countries so that's cool yeah that's really similar to coffees like uh different roasts have different flavors uh, and really depends on the environment where it's grown and uh, different roasts for different folks <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering like so did with the trade like from you know china mm-hmm. especially did and they have like tea ceremonies did mm-hmm. that kind of help impact or not really what well, the like the the way that tea started being served in england no, I think, we, well, we're the British, let's change it up. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't, they didn't necessarily adopt the way that um, the Chinese did their yeah. tea because you, now people are into the way the Chinese did right. their tea with the proper um, cups mm-hmm. and everything. So they, so they didn't necessarily adopt it. Okay. They, had, they had their own way of doing it. Right. So I think it's more to make it simplified. So they just, they took the loose leaf tea and they just branded it the way they wanted, wanted it to. to. And, but then they started growing their own tea in India, obviously. And that's where you get Darjeeling, uh, Assam, and um, the other one. But there's three different types of tea that come from the different regions oh, in, okay. um, in India. And that's where they started growing when their empire hit gotcha. them. But it did not necessarily translate. Like, oh, this is how the Chinese do it. Let's do it the same way. No, that didn't happen. Right. <laughs> Such a rich history. <laughs> it's interesting. Very interesting. Um, but you don't only do tea. Oh. <laughs> no. No. Tell us about what you're starting up. So I, I'm doing, um, so for the kids, because I've been asked about kids' tea parties. So I'm starting something called a mini royalty. So my tea is Fumi's Royalty, which is my name. So for the kids, it'll be mini royalty and they will be having hot chocolate because oh. you don't want to give your kids coffee. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or sugar. <laughs> exactly. They will they'll have enough sugar in their system, they don't need the caffeine as well. A little Benadryl. No, okay. <laughs> A little sleepy time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so they will have hot chocolate and they will have a choice of hot chocolate so at the moment I've got 
mint hot chocolate, white hot chocolate, caramel hot chocolate, mm-hmm. and your normal hot chocolate. I want to yeah. go. Oh, I know. <laughs> yes. So, and then will it still be like the same kind of sandwiches? Or are you doing more like cake focused? Yeah. The so, or? there's sometimes, I know kids don't tend to like fish, so there'll be no salmon in their sandwiches. So, more simplified. So, it, they will have a choice of sandwiches as well, but more simplified for them. So, they will have the ham, chicken, and obviously, um, probably not peanut butter because I'm conscious of not allergies. allergies. So probably jam and butter and um, and uh, they will have the same cakes to choose from. So they'll they have a menu and they can have a choice as well. Whatever, whatever their parents decide they can right. have. And they'll have herbal tea as well because that doesn't have caffeine in it. So they can have that. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. That's adorable. <laughs> oh my gosh. And they all get to dress up in little outfits. They can dresses. dress up if they want to. But the only thing that'll be different for their tea is with the cups that you guys have, mm-hmm. where they have a tea for one, where the teapot and the cup comes together and they can separate it. So uh, they have their own. Sense. So they can actually physically pick it up and not have the bigger yeah. tea and um, break yeah. everything. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Um, okay. I'm going to name some scenarios. Okay. You tell me what tea you would drink, given <laughs> the mood or the vibe. All right? Um, I'm sick with the flu. Mm. What should I drink? Chicken noodle soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we get that. So it'll be your herbal tea. Any of your herbal tea will probably be better Any for you tea. than drinking anything else. Something to put you to sleep. It will be probably chamomile tea. Um, Robius tea is good in terms of it's a very strong herbal tea. Have you ever had Robius tea? Yeah, I've, I've heard had that it. before. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's when very we were strong. In, we went to South Africa and they had a lot down there. Yeah, and probably your uh, mint tea is mm. also good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything that just probably citrusy just to get your vitamins back up. So, and the good thing about herbal tea, they've got a lot of that. They've got a lot of variety of different types of tea that will help you with variety. That. Yeah, a variety. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, what about I have insomnia? Ooh, chamomile, chamomile. I think. Okay. I think chamomile. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> How about I just want a little burst of caffeine, not too much? Any white tea. White tea has the lowest Drink type up. of caffeine you can get. That yeah, white tea, and it's also very soft. So definitely white tea. How about if I'm dead and I have to like do a work presentation? So hit me with the hardest caffeine you get. All black tea. All black tea. They've got the strongest, highest content of caffeine in it. Yeah, and that can rival coffee, I think, just in the caffeine content. Really? Yeah, it it comes close, but not coffee. Coffee still. Coffee is the king. Coffee is definitely. I prefer tea, though. It seems easier on your stomach. Like a lot of times, Coffee gives me, it's too bitter. It gives me a little bit of heartburn. Shall we move on to some funny questions? Funny questions. I'll (laughs) go first. Um, If you could be anybody from the royal family, who would you be? And I know my answer. It would have to be Princess Diana. I loved her. She was lovely. She was lovely. I I loved what she stood for. Actually, one of my, when I was in school, I did a project. I, I used to um, study art. So technically, I'm also an artist because that's what I studied when I was at university. Ooh, me too. So, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a kind of a mural for her. We still have it at home and it's got, um, it's her face, but it was, it basically has, um, I made her face from um, newspaper clippings. 
craft. So a collage, oh, a newspaper cool. clippings of her face and it's everything that was written about her. So nothing on there is not wow. written about her. So yeah, and I've got a biography. So yeah, definitely that's Princess cool. Diana. Yeah. Uh, Liz? Cool. <laughs> I would say Princess Di as well. Like I was obsessed with her. Something about my mom, like when she was younger, reminded me of Princess Diana. Mm. Um, like just their mannerisms and her hair was kind of like Princess Diana's. Like it was weird, but like I always felt like, oh, she's kind of like she my has mom. That vibe. She really does. Yeah. I love your so. mom. <laughs> I would be Queen Elizabeth because mm. I love corgis. Oh, so that's, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Matt, who am I of the royal family? Yeah, um, Prince Harry. <laughs> <laughs> You're going rogue. Yeah, I'm a maverick. <laughs> You're not the spare liar. <laughs> spare him. <laughs> I'm glad you haven't been to Antarctica. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, Matt, do you have a funny question? Yeah, so uh, this is kind of random. What is your favorite candy bar? Oh, That was very random. Ubi, Ubi, um, you don't have it here. Ubi Galaxy. Galaxy, okay. So Galaxy have a range of Galaxy Caramel, especially. The closest, which is actually better than Galaxy, which you do have here, is Lint. Oh, oh, this was cho- oh. so. Oh, yeah. All of mm-hmm. all the European chocolate is just so good. Yes, so lint chocolate. It's yeah. some of the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would be a Reese's peanut butter cup because I love chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> European for me would be petite ecole. However you say it, it's like this cracker that has dark chocolate on top of it. It's so good. Ooh. But American Kit Kat. Or Kit Twix. <laughs> I, well, if we're going to go, okay, I would pick, you know, those biscuits, like the, uh, they have the chocolate in the middle. Chocolate mm-hmm. sticks? Like those long ones? No, but they look, they're circle. They're like oh, cookies yeah, yeah, that yeah, have yeah. the chocolate in the middle and they come in a tin. I don't remember the name. Um, if you were on a deserted island and can only bring two items, what would they be and why? Tea, mm. perhaps? No. <laughs> no, definitely not tea. <laughs> mm. Am I allowed to bring a cell phone? <laughs> Sure, but it won't work. (laughs) I probably have to bring a book so I can read one of my favorite books. Okay, so I love murder mystery books. So um, it will probably be I've got the big chunky one. So one of the Agatha Christie multiple big books, and probably a photograph of my family. Definitely, because I need something to keep going, keep going on. So a photograph of my family. So something to read and a photograph for my family. That's yeah. a good one. Um, I would bring a magnifying glass. That way I could start a fire oh, and smart. I could look for stuff. Um, and then I would bring sunscreen because oh. that can kill you. Yeah. I would bring an ice skate and a volleyball. I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> <laughs> soon. Okay. Um, I would bring... A cage, of, like so I could catch crab, crab legs, <laughs> ah. and a lighter so I could make them edible for me. <laughs> so I would probably bring a pot so I could boil water. Ah, <laughs> smart. Well, I'm gonna build a pot like by weaving grass. And, together. <laughs> and I could potentially make tea. Ooh. Ah, yeah, that's true because you got in nature. And what else you bring? Oh, uh, probably an axe. To- <laughs> Chop down some trees. <laughs> or a person. 
<laughs> it's a deserted island. Oh. <laughs> a fish? <sighs> well, that concludes that segment. Thank you so much. You are absolutely welcome. Thank that you for so having me. Yes. <laughs> oh, you can um, still uh, join bef- in. Before we move on, though, mm-hmm. how can we support your business? How can um, our followers yes. support you and follow you? And where can you? they find you? Oh, um, I've got my website. So you can go onto my website, which and is... We'll Cerulean LLC.com. Um, and then there's a different tabs for all the different things that I offer on there. So that'd be great. And I'm also on Facebook and okay. Instagram. So you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram with Cerulean LLC okay. as well. Perfect. Cool. And yeah. We'll like we said, we will link it. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, that brings us to, I think, maybe a little dancing time. We want you to check out Maya's belly dancing. She's an incredible belly dance teacher. It's so much fun. It is. And she excited she has some exciting news she opened up her own um dance space and the address is 10049 midlothian turnpike it's in suite h and that's in richmond virginia obviously and here is the schedule on tuesdays at 6 p.m um Maya does belly dance foundations one, which is where you can start the belly dance journey, like for beginners. Thursday at six is belly dance workout intermediate. So this is perfect for dance and fitness enthusiasts with some belly dance experience or just looking for a great workout. Then on Saturdays at 9.30 a.m., Um, There's Belly Dance Foundations 2, which is to elevate your dance skills and your technique. And lastly, on Saturday at 11 a.m., she offers Belly Dance Workout All Levels, which is ideal for everyone. It's a blend of fitness and belly dance artistry. So everyone, check out her Instagram, Facebook, Maya's Belly Dancing. RVA. That's right. (laughs) All right, well, I think it's time for... All right, all right, all right. Big Daddy to drop drop it on us. (laughs) All right, guys. Today I'm going to talk about teetotaling to tie into the tea topic and dry January. (laughs) Starting off, uh, teetotaling, there's a theory that it possibly came from the mispronunciation (laughs) of total abstinence. And in England in the 1830s, Joseph Livesey of the Temperance Society, which is an anti-alcohol society, addressed a meeting and he stuttered and said, total abstinence at the beginning. And that's the theory behind teetotaling one of them. And so, and so tying into that is dry January. And uh, who has been participating here? And um, here we have a hand from Liz, Olivia, myself. I've been going dry. <laughs> Fumi, do you partake I, of alcohol? Or I not? don't really drink alcohol, but I haven't been drinking anything in January either. So, yeah. So I'm partaking. <laughs> so I, I was curious and I did a deep dive. And uh, it was first reported in 2008, a New Yorker did dry January and Ooh. it was just kind of on a whim like how how am I going to feel after this and then uh, Emily Robinson from the UK oh. uh, was inspired by his movement uh, and started the international dry January campaign in 2012 to train for a half marathon it started with 4,000 signups 
and eventually ballooned to 130,000 worldwide. Wow. And as of uh, 2021, 35% of U.S. adults were participating in Dry January, which is wow. pretty substantial. Yeah. And so I kind of wanted to go to uh, some drinking facts. <laughs> now, uh, people who are more likely to drink, adults ages 35 to 54, those with a college degree, <laughs> and those who attend church less than once a week are more likely than other Americans to partake of the beverage. Uh-oh. That's interesting. Those with a college degree. Mm. I can't believe it's not people who are younger. Like no, uh, well, I mean, we no, got you, y'all. We youngins are drinking as much. <laughs> I'm drinking everybody. <laughs> You're the Drive outlier. Maybe they're not admitting it. That's why. <laughs> so, U.S. states with the highest drinkers are New Hampshire and Delaware. Ooh, that's because they don't have sales tax, so they can't <laughs> feel like they're losing as not much money. Surprised. U.S. states with the lowest drinkers is Utah. Not surprising. I mean, you got got your Mormons there. They don't like to drink. Um, Well, some of them are like East Coast Mormons. That's the new thing. East Coast (laughs) Mormons, they don't follow the rules. (laughs) (laughs) So the average American drinks 494 drinks in a year. Wow. If you go to Oktoberfest every year, does that skew it the <laughs> that, that uh, only elevates that to, what, 900? Wow. <laughs> and so uh, if you do try January, uh, you can save hundreds of dollars because, you know, the average price of craft cocktail, $12 or, you know, more higher. than that. Yeah, higher. You can improve your sleep, increase energy, enhance mental clarity, boost your mood, improve your liver function lose weight and moderate drinkers can lose two to five pounds just by skipping alcohol for one month and resting heart rate will drop yes uh, you got it and Mm. but tips for dry january you still want to unwind try something like a tea yeah (laughs) (laughs) teas like chamomile lavender peppermint they all have calming soothing properties uh what's another alternative cannabis (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you can try CBD oil or hemp-based drinks. And of course, if you know if you want to have something like a drink, you can do a mocktail. But however, these can have a lot of calories, so they can just be mm. empty calories. What can you do during dry January? You can work out, go on some hikes, mm. yoga, learn a new skill and a musical instrument, smoke some grain, <laughs> game night. <laughs> That's actually one of the things: game night, and you can take a class. So. Feel inspired. Yeah. But that, really? that concludes Drop It On Us, Big yeah. Daddy. I, I am feeling so inspired. Um, how about let's move to our restaurant of the week. Oh, my Lord. I have a good one for you guys. I don't know if I've mentioned them before, but I'm going to mention them again. Osaka Sushi in the River Road Shopping Center in like the U of R area. Um, this is a high-end sushi place that mm, I love, yummy. and I recently went on a date here, um, and it was a great date. I highly recommend their Mount Fuji shrimp appetizer and the incredible roll, which is spicy tuna, tempura crunch inside of it, topped with filet mignon, red caviar, and spicy mayo. It's 
so good oh my gosh it's right very now. expensive though <laughs> but i didn't have to pay for it <laughs> yeah um, for a cocktail i recommend their manhattan it's mm. delicious Ooh, it's not yummy. too sweet it's mm. very well made um so yeah that's mine liz um mine is pinkies Ooh, that's a good one. yes um, it's at 3015 Norfolk Street in Scott's Edition. Mm. Um, you can get some food before you go drink some beers in February, of course, not January. Um, <laughs> I'm shouting out their brunch specifically, which I've been to with Lindsay. Oh, Fumi, nice. It, n- that's how I met Fumi at an <laughs> event that uh, our friend Lindsay had. Anyway, so I would get either of their starters, which are delicious. Um, they have the Zepole which is like a little fried donut or pastry with powdered sugar. And they have a choice of like toppings. I think there's like a caramel sauce or you could do something a little bit healthier. Mm. Um, Or the other starter is the Giardino board, which has fruit, cheese, crostini, and all the fixins. It's really good like for a group, you know, like your charcuterie board. Um, And then I always get the croque madame, with prosciutto de parma, iberico ham, asiago manchego cream, pancetta, yes, more meat, sunny side up eggs, grilled on crostini with fresh fruit and a side of breakfast oh, potatoes. Oh, so good. And you get that nice picture where you kind of cut into your oh, sunny you side that. up egg slow and do motion. it in slow mo. Yes, that's my favorite. <laughs> um, and then I usually get the le bol. With that, which is their twist on an Aperol Spritz. It's very Um, refreshing. I do have to say something about pinkies. A person like me with a sensitive stomach loves this place. They have so... It's like the gluten-free hub of Richmond. It's true. It's so good. And they have a fried chicken that's gluten-free. And it's delicious. And Mm. they have it on the brunch menu. And I highly recommend that if you have sensitivities... Yes, and I mean, it's just fun to go there because especially when it's warm weather, they have a huge window that spans the whole restaurant and it's like one of the garage style ones yeah, and a, they raise it up it's and a great atmosphere. it's open air. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it'll be spring sooner rather than later <laughs> um, and we can enjoy that. Well, that brings us to the band of the week. Oh, Lord. Madame. And we're lucky because we are going to a wedding where they're playing yes. um, Mashup and Cozy Condition. Hailing from Richmond, Virginia, <laughs> Mashup and Cozy Condition, which I didn't know was a part of their name, um, is an electrifying eight-piece ensemble that melds vintage funk with modern production techniques. So they basically take popular songs, they put their own spin on it, and mash it up with another (laughs) song in the same key. It's always a treat to see them, and they always get me dancing, for real. Like Everybody's dancing, they really get everyone hyped up and you can catch them at the poor house in short pump a lot of the time um but their next gig is on january 26th so soon at 8 p.m at jj's bar and grill on staples mill shout out to jj's yeah they're also mm. playing at the midlothian great american ranch on february 3rd at 9 p.m which is kind of late to start mm. it's gonna be a late night it's a fun place though yes um and like i said they're playing at our friend cheryl's wedding and we're gonna see can't so exciting! Yay. It's gonna be a great wedding. Hopefully, band. we can get oh. them on the uh, podcast. Oh yeah, that's coming be great. up. I'll get them. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's do some shout outs. What you got, All man? Right, I'll go first. <laughs> uh, 
first shout out to Fumi. Thank you so much. It was so yes. much fun. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yes. Um, and then shout out to Southern Railway Tap House for putting on that epic New Year's party. It was really fun. Um, shout out to Osaka Sushi. Shout out to Mashup and Cozy Condition. Uh, shout out to the poor, the short pump poor house. Shout out to my band because they wanted me to shout them out again. Um, shout out to Are You Randy, baby? Hi, Randy, David, Zach, and Jason. I love you. Um, and the Ember Music Hall, which I went there for the first time. I saw oh, a yeah, local. Yeah, I want to go there. It was. It's really nice. Um, a local EDM DJ competition. Um, I went there, uh, I think it was like last weekend. Had a blast. Loved it. Nice. Shout out to U of Our Spiders, Basketball Baby. Um, shout out to Toast, because we have been going there literally after every game, because it's pretty much the only place near there that will take reservations. Um, <laughs> shout out to uh, Pinkies. And Matt, you got anything? Yeah, actually, I'm going to shout out Kindred Spirit because they are taking the place of Castleburg right oh, next yeah. to Hardywood. Oh so God. that's kind Another of exciting. Another opening? Or yes. They're, re- they're moving. It's going to be their satellite location. So they're awesome. going to have two locations. That's awesome. Shout out to Cerule Malosi, which hosts um, Fumi's Roti, Mini Roti, and Fumi's Home Love as well. Mm. So you can come and get and have British afternoon tea to a location of your choice. And I'd be very happy to serve you. Yay! <laughs> and I'm coming. I want to do the, the, the mini tea. Yes. From, from experience, I know it's amazing. From the event where I met her, like it was so much fun. So please go to her webpage. Like I said, we'll have it linked on our website and um, book a tea. Yay! Yay! Um, we will see you guys next time. We also have a crazy, awesome guest. Perhaps. In the music field, we'll leave you there. It might light you on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Dun, 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 dun. And go ahead and check out our Instagram, our Facebook. Yes, follow us. Our TikTok. At Olala underscore RVA on Instagram and on Facebook. I believe it's just Olala in the dungeon. Yes. Bye, guys. See you next time. Bye. Hear you next time. (laughs) Bye.